the record, right? Cheers! We're back in the studio, me and Trey. Nick and Trey on Off the Record Podcast. Thank you for coming to this new episode. Last week I was out of town and Trey's uh, recording was special because it was him alone, me not able to be a part of it. And I hope you enjoyed it because I sure did. I listened to it while the sun was rising from uh, Baja California Sur down in Mexico I, uh, while the sun was rising, I listened to the, the podcast and it was beautiful. And his, uh, his dive into kind of existence and experience was so deep that it was seriously a special moment. The whole time I was there, I was waking up at five or, or five thirty AM and watching the sunrise. So getting to listen to that tray was very, it was during a very special moment. Of my week and of my day. That's good. And I didn't know that. I, uh, yeah, I, ca- I had a couple call outs to you during the podcast because I was really self conscious and I w- really wished you were there. But um, I'm glad that you got to enjoy it in a very special place in a very special moment. Yeah. Because that's probably, that's probably the best uh, situation for the game. I don't know. It got really heady. And I, like, I sort of planned to talk about heady shit, but like, I don't know. It kind of went off on a tangent that I was sort of uncomfortable with. I don't know. I did a lot of editing just because there were some tangents where I just didn't know where to go with it. Um, So I did edit it quite a bit, but for the most part, you got what you paid for. Yeah, and I, and I think that you've got to understand, like anybody who's listening to this that does music production or any kind of editing... Uh, you you know that if you do something of any kind, you're going to edit it the way you do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which and we, I which we do. Listening to myself talk is a chore. <laughs> and if you listen to that last podcast, you understand what I'm talking about. That was the edited version. So if you found yourself um, really struggling to pay attention to what I was saying, um, that's imagine that times a thousand. And that's what it was to edit that because it was really painful to listen to me um, string a bunch of sentences together without stopping and then trying to f- find a way to. I loved back. it. I loved it. I and what's, what I loved the most, the, what I loved the most was the serious turn. Like it was very uh, real and focused on existentialism uh, in a way that was was really powerful but i also love that i that you're you're like nick i hope you're listening because <laughs> i was listening and and nobody else gets to enjoy those moments except for me and there were i mean we have this the analytics that other people did listen so i appreciate that i was the one that i'm like oh, well, i am listening trey i'm here trey i couldn't well, i couldn't hear you you couldn't but i was listening that's good um, yeah. Anyway, so you were in Mexico, and that was dope. Yeah, I went to Mexico, went to La Paz in uh, Baja, California. Got to swim with whale sharks, sea lions, fishies. Did you get to touch one? I did touch the whale shark. He actually came to me, which was zero chill. The thing was like, like uh, fucking 16, 17 feet long. Jesus. It was bigger than the boat. Yeah. And uh, they're, they look like sharks, but they have big, derpy mouths, like wide mouths. They're like, they're like giant catfish, basically. Exactly. But the size and shape of a shark. From the side, it looks like a shark. Yeah. From the front, it looks like a derpy catfish. Uh, but that it, it, what it does is what's, what's cool is it when it feeds, it turns totally vertical, and then it opens its mouth and just like sucks in the fish. Shit. And then it goes horizontal again and swims around, uh, and it would and they spin and they kind of go in circles, and I'm over here swimming next to it and it turns to its left and comes towards me. I'm like fuck, and I don't really know where to go. And I have these flippers on, which if you don't swim with flippers that often, they're a pain in the ass, and you know unless you're kind of going straight. And so I'm trying to move, and he literally just this like one ton fish. Like comes to me and bumps me and it's no chill. 
I have I have three I have like the VR video of it from my GoPro no Fusion. It's no it's in zero chill. I and and I got yelled at for for being in its way by my, our tour guide who was great. His name was Yosef. Um, but it was life changing. It was awesome. So that was Mexico. But yeah. So uh, let, let's get back to the recording. Yeah. Mexico was fun. I had a vacation. It was great. Sunrises, sunsets, a lot of drinks. Drink. <laughs> I drank a ton. Um, As you do. I got a new ring. Oh, I'm let wearing, me see that. I'm wearing it backwards. Let me see that. Do you, can you tell what it is? That is a lion. It is a lion. A lion ring. That's yeah. dope, dude. Yeah. Silver matches my wedding ring. Did you get to haggle for that? I, they asked me for 170. I, the guy's like, literally, what, what were you willing to pay? I told him 60. <laughs> and they said yes. I was like, you got it. He's like, yeah. okay. Um, which makes me wonder if it was like a $20 ring. It probably It, it definitely was. was. Uh, but so that was my Mexico trip. It was incredible. Um, it was dope. So anyway, the recording. The recording. Um, that was difficult. Uh, I was at, I was not in the studio. I was at my house uh, recording on a little uh, blue snowflake. If anybody who is in recording hobbyists uh, might know of the the blue snowball, blue snowflake, they're just like USB microphones that sure. are, that like the cheapest you can get, but they're they're pretty good. They're pretty good quality. But the snowflake is the one that's like, it was literally. It, it seems like it's made for podcasting or like uh not podcasting but like webcam type shit because it's shaped in a way where you put it you can put it on your laptop like on the screen like on the top and it faces you and it, yeah and it like that's plops, cool plops, plops, plops up so it's it's made for like laptop portable record recording basically it's where you don't have to use your built-in mic but you know it's it's a whole thing but I've had that for a little bit. I don't use it very often. Um, but it, it worked out. There was, there was some issues with like, uh, like pop. pop and like breathiness. So I tried to stay. Sibilance? I don't know. Yeah. And like in the podcast, you can hear like my chair creaking and all that stuff. So it picks up a lot of stuff. My, uh, my office at home is not studio ready. So it was... Uh, it was a challenge, but that that sort of bust, busting out that little snowflake microphone kind of inspired me. It, it reminded me that I have the ability to do vocal stuff at home, vocal sure. recording at home and stuff. Sure. And a side note, um, one of our albums, earlier albums, was recorded vocal-wise completely on the Blue Snowball, which if you look it up on... Uh, Google or something, the blue, blue is the brand, Snowball, it's a round white ball that is a USB microphone, and we got it, I don't, I don't know why, looking back, that we got it with confidence to record vocals. I the, think the it was Snowflake, just the brand, the but, brand, like, bl- sure. blue brand, they make great microphones, they and do. so we were just like... Hey, like USB, like DIY. Totally. Let's get it, you know? So so our one of our previous albums was recorded our vocals completely on a blue snowball. And so Trey's Snowflake is actually better, much better than the snowball. And that uh, so that's what you're recording on. Yeah. Is it better? It's definitely better. Are you sure? One hundred percent, dude. It's <laughs> Snow- it makes no sense though because the the snowball has like it's got a lot more it's round surface area <laughs> the, yeah. the snowflake is just this little round like golf ball size but it has the it's on a tube it's on it's like a it's like a base with a with a mic end yeah right? it, it, I think that the snowflake is later re- it's released later so, so yeah so it's a like a little bit of a newer I have device. to there is nearly nothing at this point in at this day and age that is worse than the snowball. <laughs> that came I mean we got that in 2010. If you if you have a snowball, it's fine. 
it's fine to use for whatever, but you should probably think about getting a better mic. And as Trey's about to tell you, it is fine for whatever you're doing because the best mic in the world to record your great idea is the mic that you have. (laughs) That is the truth. Yeah. Whether it is an iPhone or your laptop mic or your headphones, like if you have an idea recording the idea on whatever mic you have, that is the best mic to record on. Don't yeah. wait, because you might fucking forget forget the idea and move yeah. on. And that's kind of the point, is that I, I've had that, like, I do, I have an audio interface at home where you can plug a microphone into it, but since I've, I've been using a different computer, I don't have the cables to hook up to it, so the only thing that I have is either my phone which I could have used, and it's probably a better, like, my phone probably has a better mic than the Snowflake. But our uh, our podcasting files are in Logic, so pulling it up on the computer and plugging in just a USB microphone to record the shit is the quickest way to, that's, that's what I did, is I just recorded it all in Logic on the Snowflake. But <clears throat> I uh, I made a little thing today because i was kind of inspired um and we'll get into this i was kind of inspired by a show that nick and i both watched um and so i i had this idea and i was sort of playing on piano for a little bit um being inspired and i (laughs) i've spent a couple days off my medication um which was kind of rough. And so like today was the first day that I was on my medication and it was great because I got a lot of shit done. Um, so I, I don't know. I just, I started the day very inspired and I, I felt musical. So I, I, uh, made a little new track today, um, with, with some cool things that I figured out. That I'm pretty proud of. And before he talks about the track, which I do want to hear about, I've already listened to the track. You will not get to listen to the track for a minute, but the track is the best track that Trey has ever produced on it on his computer. Uh, it 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 is literally done. The part of the track that I heard today is done, um, which is really incredible at the point where we're at where we are going through our we're we're halfway through our album that we want to release and we're trying to get those tracks to the point where they're done we're trying to reduce the clutter emphasize or or fix the parts that are not where they need to be and get just like right that we're trying to get them there and to me the track i i made a point of saying this today which with you that that the balance of the sound is sonically there. Like it's all there. If we add anything else, unless we are very careful, it's going to be just bullshit to add. And we don't need to, We at this point in our musical careers, we don't need to add anything that's not totally necessary. Yeah. So I'm really stoked that it was, that you did it because in one day, Today, you made the dopest track that I've ever heard. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I appreciate it. Um, I'm I'm happy about it. There was there was, there were some um, some breakthroughs I had um, learning wise, and this is actually interesting because I like whenever I open up shit and I just like start writing, I always get stuck. I always get stuck on the bass. I always get stuck on the bass. If anybody who does music production, you may know, bass, you you can never start, like, you never start with a good bass. Like, you kind of uh, put a bass in there, and it's like, there's some notes that have, like, a really good tone, but then it goes lower, and it just sounds like a fart. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like... It sounds so good on this note, but like I can't go anywhere outside of that note. And maybe that's something that we have to learn as mu- as music producers is like getting a bass to sound good no matter what note it's playing. 
That's something we're still trying to work out, I think. We um, are. But it's it's infuriating to like write down a bass line and then like you you play any, any bass, any synth bass or any whatever bass you, that you put in there. It just sounds like garbage. Farts. And then you have to like put, you have to EQ it a certain way and you have to like put a bunch of shit on it just to make it sound close to what you want. We've, we've done a pretty good job in some of the bases that we've had in our, in our current tracks that we're working on and some of the other stuff. But that's always the, that's always the hurdle for me is I always get stuck on the bass because I'm like, it sounds like a fart yeah. and I don't know how to fix it. So, and Trey, and Trey's background, by the way, is I'm a bassist. He's a bassist. So of course the bassist gets stuck in yeah. the bass. When you're a bassist and you're like fucking around in Logic or Ableton and you hear a bass and you're just like, that's that, that tone sounds good. That tone sounds like a fart. It's extremely frustrating. It is because you could just, you could just play the bass. You could just play the bass and it would sound full and punchy and rad and real every time. Yeah. But then like with electronic music, you want it to sound kind of electronic. You don't want like a fucking like just bass in there. Which is kind of funny where this is going. Anyways, um, as a bassist, it's very frustrating to me that it's hard to actually create a bass in Logic or whatever that sounds as full as I want it to. I have a very high standard for what the bass should sound like. Which is why I, <coughs> which is why I like Trey as a partner because as a drummer, my background, I am very particular about the beat. And what's great about writing on the grid in Logic or whatever is that I really don't have to worry about... I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. It's all there. It's like, it's fine. Yeah. Bass sounds shitty here. Trey, fix it. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of like anything sounds shitty here. Trey, get in there and fix it. <laughs> and I just... All I care about is the big idea. Uh, that sounds about right. That's momentum, though. That, yeah. That's what keeps us going. That's really funny. But anyway, so like the the... Again today, I just I started out. So I was really inspired by this show. Um, it's a it's a show on Netflix. Darren Brown just released a show called Sacrifice, and we'll talk about this a little bit in a minute. Um, but I've we've always loved Darren Brown in in the stuff that he like. He's sort of like an illusionist slash hip. No conversational hypnotist. hypnotist. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like a I don't know. He's got a very unique thing that he's got going on where he's, he's, I guess he started out as like a, like a con artist type situation where he's sort of learns, I don't know. He, he's, he started out as like an, an aspiring magician slash illusionist. And then I guess he sort of learned a bunch of stuff about like NLP and like, Psych- psychological manipulation Which that's and stuff non-linguistic like that. programming that's, if you don't know there you go uh it's the type of shit that where where he can fuck with the the typical process in which humans communicate to then break the cycle of of normal communication and and then influence what you believe or what you do yeah it's uh I wanted to get a minor in social uh social psychology and I started taking classes and I asked every professor about non-linguistic programming and none of them knew what I was talking about so I literally stopped taking I stopped it. I was like fuck it, you don't know and you don't know what I need to know. <laughs> and it was all because of Darren Brown. Yeah. I literally did well, you, took you, classes. You've done, you've done magic in your past. I like have you, done you, magic you, in my past. You're, you're, you're a, a magician <laughs> in some sort. Yeah. So you've done some, some yeah. magic for me. Um, but yeah, like we, like we've both kind of been into him forever. Like since the early days, like since like, since like 2007, yeah, 2008, yeah, 2006, 10 years, 12 years, pretty much as long as we've been a band, we've been into Darren Brown. He's he's maybe the inspiration. We don't even know it because he programmed it into us without us knowing. He probably did it. It's all his fault. <laughs> but that's that's kind of his shtick. His shtick is like, um, psychological manipulation 
but like from a scientific standpoint yes. to where he it's not him like oh it's it's magic he's like no this is literally like <laughs> your brain works this way and i'm just taking advantage of the way your brain works and he says that before he does it and then, and then he, he does, does it, it and it still and he, works <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how crazy it is it's crazy if you don't know if you've never watched any darren brown stuff you should go watch it now because we'll link it in the description yeah it's it's very entertaining it's it's a it's a very um it, it's a very engaging form of like illusionary illusionist type performance because he he just comes at it from a from a very like transparent way. He's just like, this is how it works. This yeah. is not I'm not like anybody special. I, I just know how it fucking works. Yeah. And here's how it works. And look, it works on you because you're a dummy. But but I mean, yeah. Um, do you want okay before we get into the Darren Brown stuff do you want to talk more about the song yeah I don't want to get too deep into the meaning of the song I just well I wanted to say that that's kind of what spurred this whole creative moment for me today is that I watched that show like we we so Darren Brown we're going to tag you in this on Twitter and all all our social media so we hope you listen to this we appreciate you you have inspired us for for years for literally over a decade um, you were part of the inspiration for this new song that we're writing and thank you and go on. You're brilliant and we love you. Yeah. Um, anyways, so, um, he was recently on a podcast that I listened to and I shared with you, um, because there is some, there's some really heavy stuff that they talked about in the podcast and, um, part part of what was talked about in the podcast is these new specials he has on Netflix where he, there's a, Netflix show called Sacrifice. There's one called um, what is it? The Miracle the, the, One. The, or... the Push. The Push, the push which I haven't yeah, watched right. yet. Which I I will be, I will be watching. I it, that one's cra- just as crazy. Yeah. Anyways, then, so, then he has the other religious one. Yeah, which is which is uh, the, mir- the miracle, or miracle, whatever. yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, which I fucking love. That one's He's great. Amazing performer. Anyways, um, so I I had shared with Nick, a, like a part of the podcast that was sort of, uh, it sort of reflected what I was talking about last week with the podcast. And I was like, it's so great. Like, and I, on the podcast, I was talking about coincidences and it's funny that like the same week that I recorded that podcast, I then listened to a, another podcast where Darren Brown is talking about the same sort of shit. And so I was like, with, with Joe Rogan, we, yeah, with Joe Rogan, which is, which is, I, an iconic podcast to listen to for sure so you should listen to that too it, when you're done with this you should go listen to Joe Rogan interview Darren Brown because it's it's fucking heavy and amazing and just there, there's bits and pieces in there that I was like kind of channeling in my podcast last week um, but anyways I shared that with you and uh, you watched Sacrifice which is on Netflix um and you told like I hadn't watched it, but I I knew I knew that I was going to. I just hadn't gotten around to I it. Pushed you. I you, pushed you. You, to... pu- you pushed me to watch that one. And this morning I watched it, and I just it was so mind blowing and inspiring that I I was kind of like set for the day as far as like what I was going to be doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so I don't know. I. I started out like just like I, I kind of just sat down on the piano because I just felt really inspired and really emotional about it. And so I, I just started like kind of playing around, playing some chords. And the chords I was playing was actually like there like during the rolling credits of that show. Like there was just some chords that kind of stood out to me. And so I was like that kind of got me going on like I'm going to start here and then like I kind of move myself around the keyboard to like play other chords and it turned out to be this like progression and then I landed I landed on this alternate progression that sort of stuck and it it, it sort of landed here and I'm like that is where this is going like it starts here it's kind of like ambiguous and minor and sort of somber and then it lands here where it's a little bit more uh, somber positive. 
Somber positive. Somber positive. It's like somber and then somber pot. Like it's almost like, yeah. You know what I mean? Somber flip. Yeah, it's like yeah. a somber flip, and that's like our jam. That's you know? totally our jam. That's like what we do. It's like we're a somber we, positive. We man. we take these heavy, depressing <laughs> shit and we put like a positive spin on it. Yeah. That's kind of what we do. But anyways, it landed here, and it was really strong to me. It was, it was a really strong um, pro- progression. And so, like, I kind of took a break. I took a shower, and I just was like, I had that stuck in my head. And I was just like, what goes there? What goes there? And then I, I was sort of thinking about the show and, like, the podcast from last week and all this stuff. And it sort of just kind of came to me. And I came up with some lyrics for it, and I was like, okay, now I have somewhere to go. And when I got out of the shower, I sat down in in my office, and I just sort of started creating. I started creating, like, I started with piano, um, just the chords that I was playing on the piano before, and then I got stuck on the bass. Yeah. I always get stuck on the bass. Sure. I got stuck on the bass. I spent, like an hour and a half fucking with the bass. And then I like, I sort of had a breakthrough where I'm like, as a bassist, I'm just like, what, what would I do as a bassist here? Like, what would it sound like if I was, if I was just playing bass? And so I, whatever I was doing before I sort of scrapped it and I was like, I'm going to start over, start from scratch and I'm going to play what I would play if I was playing bass. And so I like kind of played it, like I have a MIDI keyboard, so I kind of played the keyboard, how I would play the bass. And then like, I I was thinking about like, how, how would a bass sound if I was playing it? And then I opened up, I opened up a new synth that I don't really use, um, Alchemy, which is uh, something that we, we've kind of been dabbling in, but we, it's which not is like built, Which is built into logic now logic 10 or whatever it's amazing i've I've, i never really used it before but like getting into it i was just like oh damn it has like the library like massive where you can like filter it by like sound yeah and like find what you're looking for and that's like super helpful massive is the same way where it's like you sort of like you click parameters and then it like filters like a small list of like here's all the things that totally i love that i think everything should have that but they don't and that's part of the problem anyway so used alchemy to just get like a like just a tone a tonal base just a base just a base nothing fancy just like a tone and i was like we need some. We need something to make it to where it sounds like it's being played. It's not just like a static note, 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 like whatever. And then, so I, I sort of changed the velocity a little bit to where it it, it had a different sound based on the velocity, right? So it sounded like almost organic a little bit, to where it's like every time there's like a, a, a note with less velocity sounds different than a note with more velocity. And then I was like, okay, that sounds kind of cool. And then I literally loaded up a bass amp plugin, like a stock logic from, yeah, from bass logic. amp. And as soon as I loaded that up, it sounded like I was playing a fucking bass. It, it does. I can attest to it. It sounds just like you're playing a bass, but it's not, a, it's not, I like I didn't play a bass. I it's literally just synthesizers in a in an amp. And that was sort of a breakthrough for me where it's like you can make anything you need to make. Yeah. With what you have. You know what I mean? Which is incredible. Which which is the power of synthesis. Synthesis especially like in a DAW like you should be able to make whatever you need. It's like in Photoshop or, or Blender or whatever. It's like in Blender or Maya or whatever, you should be able to make a scenario or scene look totally real. Mm-hmm. The, the complexity of getting there is probably 
hard. Yeah. But you should be able to. So in logic, we should be able to do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, but the complexity. Yeah, the that's complexity. The thing. It, like, well, you the, have to be the willing. setup for that was really complex. But you have to be willing to not only search for the right answer, but also understand, like a bassist would, what it should sound like. Yeah. If you don't understand how light works on reality, you're not going to be able to create a 3D environment in yeah. Blender. You know, so you understand what it should sound like. So you found it. Yeah. And then once you find it, it's like, yeah, that's gold. Yeah. And I found it and I was just like, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah. And then once I got past the base, which is yeah. always my blocker, that's always what blocks me from progressing. I was satisfied with the base. And then I sort of built on that and made this whole soundscape thing. And which is re- remarkable. Re- recorded some vocals on the snowflake, which I thought of in the shower. Um, and this kind of goes back to what inspired me was that it, you should watch Sacrifice because it's amazing and intense, but be prepared because it is intense. But kind of the takeaway that I that I got from that show was that it's it's never too late to start over. And that's kind of what stuck with me from the show. And that's kind of what came back to me when I was trying to think of words that would fit into that progression. It's like, it's, it's never too, it, it's not too, it's never too late to start over. And this is like a concept that's been recurring in my life where you go, you go down a path you you start towards something and then you get to a point where it's it doesn't quite work and and the urge that you get is to keep going down that way because you've wasted so much time going this way that you you should just keep going and make it work but you could just as easily go back and start over and go a different way, which is the right way. And that's kind of like, that's kind of a summary of my whole upbringing, you know, is like I, I went through a, my, my whole upbringing is I, I, I grew up Christian. My parents were Christian. I went to church all my life. And then I sort of drifted away from Christianity, away from like my, my upbringing, the thing that I've been doing my whole life, the things that I've been believing my whole life. And it's, it was a huge struggle for me to look at that objectively and be like, I don't know if I can keep going down this way. Well, you do, and maybe you don't have to keep going down that way. Yeah. Maybe it's not too late to find yourself outside of that. That's exactly where I'm going, where I'm going yeah. with this yeah. is like, I spent so much time and spent so much effort and so much of my life going down a certain path. And at, at, at a certain point, I was stuck. I was stuck there and i it it wasn't a good place to be in and so turning around turning back and going back to the beginning being to 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 establish what is it that i believe and what is it that i've been following and going to going in a different direction with the truths that i've learned but leaving behind all the things that weren't working is where it sort of started. I don't know. I didn't plan on talking, <laughs> talking no, but about it's good. this. It's good. We haven't talked about this, but, uh, but our past is, is serious to us. And we've gone through a lot of shit that has led us to where we are. And we are proud of where we are. And we are proud of the decisions we've made in the past 10 years or 12 years or how yeah. many years. Yeah. Like, and, and uh, I did not expect this to go this way either. But um, we're going to transition softly into the show. 
because the show is about is about something very similar. And the and the Darren Brown show, which which is called Sacrifice. If you have not watched it, please take a minute, pause this uh, podcast, and go watch it. Darren Brown is incredible at the way he presents the uh, the projects that he's that he works on, and this one in particular is very poignant in the way that it relates to our modern culture and America in general right now. But the, but what Trey is talking about is something that is very personal for us. So we're going to keep talking in the relation to this show, um, but go watch it and come back. But we're going to keep going and we're going to talk about it. We're going to have all these spoilers, blah, blah, blah. So spoiler alert. Yeah, here you are. Um, yeah, I think that, it's really interesting that you you brought that up because the background of what we come from of what we've ra- been raised with uh it's so easy to take that as what is because that's all we know especially when you're raised in it it's like that is what we were raised in yeah you know we are we in the show uh this this dude this guy i don't remember his name but um Phil Phil this guy Phil, he he is a uh, he's from Florida and he's a construction worker and he or contractor and he's he's a hard working dude and he's frustrated with reality because in reality there are people that are getting jobs doing work and and they are Mexican and he's frustrated that that they're that maybe they're illegal and he's so upset that that maybe that's something that's impeding on his on his ex- existence his kind of success his success and yeah, yeah exactly and and so like the the conflict in this is that he starts out a dude that's like super conflicted with that reality yeah where re- he, he, yeah he's just like i'm not racist but i i don't i don't think that people who come from a different country should be coming here and like whatever. It, like he's and, just and he's, maybe doing his that same very nearly the same work that he might be doing. Yeah. I mean that's the real fear of that. Yeah. Is yeah. that you might be undercut by somebody that is not from that is so, somehow in your mind not entitled to the 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 privileges that you have totally and the benefits of being an american the freedoms of being american but but uh, whatever that means um yeah and then that's a that's a he's in a place he was raised in a place that is uh is sincere he's sincerely afraid yeah people like like florida's there's a lot of immigrants in florida yeah from mexico and cuba and south america who I mean, that's especially from Cuba. That's where a lot of Cubans come into the country. We all saw Scarface, <laughs> which is not a great Pretty much any drug movie. You got Cubans involved. Yeah, which is not <laughs> or Cubans. I'm so, anybody who's Cuban, I'm sorry that this is the reference we're making. But 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 for a, for a basic white dude, that's the only reference you might know. Yeah. And so, like, that's the challenge is like fighting the. The references or the background that you've already established by default. Yeah, and that's um, that's like the that's the that's the setup of the whole show is that this guy is kind of he's anti-immigration. He is sort of um, conflicted about immigrants being in the country, which is very um, topical for the times. You know what I mean? Which is which is why I appreciate Darren Brown because he chooses something that is so focused on now. Yeah. And he fucking breaks it to shit. Yeah. Because the issues are not with those people. The issues are with you. Yeah. Indi- and- individual like this is this is a perspective it's all about yeah. perspective it, a theme that he 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 repeats throughout the show is that it's it's about the stories we tell ourselves 
Yes. And in the story that Phil was telling himself is that he's an American and he is entitled to whatever. Well, well, at least at least his is the, the, the security of his own job. Yeah, and, and, because and he, he's a native, not a native Native American, but but but, <laughs> but he he is a, a an American born boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, that's where it starts. And and I, Darren's approach to the situation was to sort of break that down and and attempt to get Phil to view somebody of Latin descent as a human, not as a Mexican or a Cuban. And I think that we're going to spoil alert right away that you'll learn this. The first four minutes of the, the, the show, the special is that the goal of the whole thing is to find a person and, and, uh, um, program them to take a bullet for, for a total stranger. That is the, purpose of the show you've already heard the spoiler alert so here it is and so phil is the the, we're not going to give away the ending because i think that 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 is the end is so powerful but um the point of it is to to find somebody like phil who is pre-programmed with something special like that he the way he is and try to push them to die, to die for someone he does to, not, yeah. he does not know, and he also in might have previously uh, judged and rebuked from the freedoms that he holds. You know, yeah, like that. The power in that is really crazy. Yeah. So back to the concept that I had for this song. Yes. Based on this, which we, we can talk more about, but what inspired me about the whole show was that Phil started out in a place where he held certain beliefs and certain stances. And he says, literally he says in the show, he's like, this is just how it was brought up. This is just how I was raised. And that connected with me because I was raised and brought up in a certain way that I now regret and now turn turn you've away from. Di- or you've distanced yourself. I've from. distanced yeah. myself from, but like I can I can kind of I can kind of empathize with that because that's kind of what I've experienced is where I you you go so far down a certain road and it's easy to keep going it's easy to dig your heels in and and keep believing the same things trusting the same things that you've been told and it's easy to keep the same mindset about things but what i've learned is that it's not to it's not too late if no matter how far you've gone down that road it's not too late to turn back and start down a different road and that's sort of the like the concept that was in my head is like it's not it's not too late to start over it's never too late to start over because all you have is is your life all you have is now so it, no matter how long you've been going a certain way no no matter how long you've been holding on to these the, these stories that you tell yourself this show shows that you can literally change in an instant and and be different you know like all it all it takes is you to understand a different perspective and, and view things in a different way. And that's kind of what happens in this show is, is there, there's a lot of Phil's confronted with a lot of different perspectives and a lot of interesting um, differences. 
And I think that that's, that's like the key is like, if you're not looking for something that's different than what you're currently doing, you're not like, it's harder to find it. But if you're open-minded and and you understand that, like, there's different ways to look at something. It'll present itself to you as an opportunity to move beyond where you're at. Yeah. I think uh, one of the most interesting parts of the show that you will see if you haven't watched it, I hope you have watched it, but is where there's a moment where he just sits in front of a Mexican man, just sits in front of him face to face in a chair and just the whole thing is just looking straight into the dude's eyes. Yeah. Because Darren, Darren says something like there's like a, there's a psychological thing with like, if you, if you stare into the eyes of another human for like longer than like four minutes or something like that, there's all kinds of empathy that, that is prompted by that. Sure. Because when you're staring at somebody for that long, all of your preconceptions of who they are start to break down and you start to like subconsciously recognize the humanity of that person. Exactly. And there's that moment that that's the, I think that that's the first moment in the show where he starts to believe yeah that there that there that there's a real human in there that was a that was a turning point for and, sure. he, and he breaks down and he he starts kind of crying and he wants to hug the dude which i fucking love um and it's just it's like it's that moment when when he like phil didn't realize who that guy was he realized who he wasn't. That's what that moment was. Is that he realized that he had built himself up to be something that was standing on a pedestal, judging people f- without knowing anything. Yeah. And the minute the minute where he broke down in that stare-off, com- whatever contest, it's not even that, but it's like he broke down the false fill. That's what I love. And uh, I don't know, like in all our lives, like it's very typical to to go down the road that's wrong and with pride and be too prideful to turn back or too, uh, I don't know, it's too prideful and also too afraid to, to change your commitment. Yeah. And and so sticking with it is like I'm I'm fucking strong in this. It's like, well, you're the, the the fucking idea is stupid. And like you this is not you, but people are too afraid to admit and show weakness and show vulnerability to turn back. And vulner being vulnerable like that's what's so powerful about the show is that Phil who's a who's a beefy white American dude who's a construction worker who doesn't like people imposing on his, his kind of his pride of being American and working hard. He also is the dude who breaks down and shows, shows vulnerability when looking into the, the other guy's eyes for a, a couple minutes. And then <clears throat> subsequently, lay like lays down his life for somebody yeah like the vulnerability is the is the 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 lack of vulnerability is the problem in america today nobody wants to to show vulnerability or be vulnerable and 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 just the decision to go to change your ways or go back and start over is is expressing vulnerability in your song um from my perspective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, that's the, that's to me is the, the heaviest part of the whole concept. Um, it's just being willing to, to be, be nothing. And, and say, admit that you are nothing. 
there's something about that. And this goes back to what I was talking about before with like our, our upbringing or my upbringing or whatever. Our, our upbringing. Is um, kind of the, the hardest part about changing your perspective on things is the commitment you've made. I spent most of my childhood believing in something and, and, and going through the motions of something. And the, the, the push you have to keep going down that, down that road, I guess, is all of the, all the time you've spent on it, all the commitment you have with it. You know what I mean? But not even that, but it's not you alone. The problem with, with our upbringing is that it's, it's with you, but also the implied pressure from your community, yeah. your family. But the most painful part about... The most painful part about turning away from that was... And, and this is something that I still struggle with to this day, is the amount of time I wasted being something that I didn't want to be and the amount of energy I spent doing what I thought was right, doing what I thought was what I need to be doing. Mm. And so coming out of that, there's so much regret and so much pain to think about all of the time you wasted, all of the, Mm. all of the stuff that you could have just not done all of the conversations that you could have just not had. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I do like that's, what's so painful about changing direction is you're like, I, I invested so much in this idea and this path that to leave it behind would mean that I'm leaving my entire life behind. Or your personality too. Yeah. Like like the, the, the who who you not only who they think you are, but who you think you are. Your your identity's exactly, gone. Exactly. It's gone. You spent <clears throat> your whole life being somebody, spe- a specific person. And then you you break away from that and now what are you? But that's what's so powerful about the idea of it's not too late to start over. If you start over, you get to define who you are and you're in a place where you get to call the shots. I didn't have a choice of how I was brought up. I didn't have a choice of what I believed, really, because that was told to me and I believed it. But when you start over and you start down a different road at an age where you are capable of making your own decisions, there's, there's a, there's a power in that. There's something there where you can be like, well, this is actually who I am. You get, you get not just who, not just who you are, but this is who I want to be. You get to redefine who you are. And I, I think that making the decision to be somebody is more powerful. Making the decision to be somebody who is, who, cares who is who has empathy who is who is positive and 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 encouraging making that decision is more powerful in in the world in society even if it's unspoken than being the person who was raised to be that way and that and they just don't they do that because they don't know anything different you are choosing to be that way you're choosing to abandon all that you know yeah to learn something new and be somebody new. I, w- I will say this, that Phil, I have no idea who, how he was raised, but I have to assume, I have to guess that that's part of the, his ideals were, were uh, absorbed and adopted from his family. I am grateful for our, in my family at least, that I was not raised with the I- ideals of, of, uh, ostracizing um, 
immigrants or or foreigners as being I, I don't know in, invaders in my land that might be taking or or you know kind of in I, I don't know taking over the the opportunities that I might have I wasn't I wasn't raised like that be, maybe because our town wasn't didn't have a a ton of our town was pretty freaking white bread but uh but but I'm I'm grateful for that 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 like that wasn't a part of my upbringing yeah and in Florida with a bunch of I mean Florida has a ton of uh, it's it's a epicenter of so much culture that that I can imagine that that families that were there 50 years ago might instill that fucked up ideology on their families yeah and like we didn't I didn't have to do I didn't have to deal with stuff like that so the ideology that that we were raised with was though it was it it was uh culturally it ended up not being right for us it was not right yeah. and and for the people that we were we worked with we were not there hanging out being s- saved it wasn't a salvation culture it was a, our culture there at least my culture was a culture of work and we were there to to fucking work and that culture was the culture that that I feel burned from the culture of of uh, con- contribution and volunteerism until you are dead, pretty much. Yeah, and that's what's fucked up. And th- but the ideology, though I don't do not uh, prescribe to it today, the ideology was not that fucked up. The ideology yeah. that we still carry today is empathy and love and contributions to to cult, our culture and our community. I am appreciative of all that, but I don't need all the rest. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So like, um, choosing to do something, choosing to start over from from the place that you've kind of ended i this is kind of a side rant but from the the place that you've ended up and backing up from the fucked up parts we can i feel like at least i can am grateful for the parts that are not totally fucked up and then i can leave that abusive bullshit behind and take the positivity and and use it in our way yeah you know in in our community yeah um I don't know. Do you think that? Do you think that in your life, if the moment presented itself within ten, fifteen seconds, that you might take a bullet for somebody? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, no question, no question. Hmm. I would like to. I would like to say confidently that I would, and I don't. I don't. It's not that I would choose not to, but. <clears throat> This is a part of our songwriting as well that uh, I, I would like to imagine that I would. It's really hard. Uh, another show that comes to my mind that is not related at all, but but the reality, the brutal reality of death is very present in this show, uh, Attack on Titan, the anime. Yeah. Um, I love the, this show because the, the, the way they show death is so brutal and so horrific that the people who are willing to fight the Titans are truly like courageous warriors. There's true courage because they know that they will most likely die. Yeah. Like the, and and in today, like me and Naomi had, my wife had a, we had a moment where we were hanging out and I was talking about attack on Titan and I started like breaking down because the seriousness of, would you really die for your friends? Like, not just, would you die for your friends? Oh, yeah, man. It's like, no, for fucking real. Like, right now, something is outside your door, and would you go distract that thing, the the giant evil whatever, so that your friends can try to get away, knowing you are fucking dead? Would you do it? And I would love to hope 
and imagine that I would. Yeah. And but I, in my mind, in my problem-solving mind, I would love to. I I believe maybe that I would. I'm concerned that I believe that I would try to find a different way, but sometimes the way to contribute to the world is to distract the f- evil fucking thing or, or whatever fucking thing and die. That might be the solution that is needed. And I don't know if that, if I'm I don't know like, what you mean by- God damn it, Siri. But so Phil, Phil's thing in the show is that he, he does not, it's not about diving in front of a bullet it's about standing your ground and for that's right for what is right. And that is, that is more powerful to me than diving in front of a bullet because diving in front of a bullet is not realistic. We're not going to fucking Whitney Houston, uh, the, the, the bodyguard. Is it, was she, was she, she was, yeah, in, that, yeah. Was <laughs> <Right>? that was <laughs> the thing. Confirmed. That was the thing. But, but like that type of shit just is not, realistic but trying to lure something trying to stand in front of somebody to 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 uh draw out time and then then you lose your life that's a thing that's more realistic to me uh and that is even more than attack on titan that that's more terrifying because that is so real I'm not like I'm not gonna move because this can't happen. Yeah. And then you're the one like you're you're the kind of you're the one that takes the, the bullet maybe. But yeah. um but yeah, so I I would love to imagine that that I would, but I don't know. And and when and when you're at, when you're in your last moment when you maybe have been hit by a bullet what are your last thoughts? This is this this is the fucking shit that that plagues my mind, and I write I've written many songs about this. It's like when you are going to die, when you know it in your soul, when you are laying on the ground. Who do you want to be with, and what do you think? Like what what are your last thirty seconds alive? What do those mean to you? Like that's the 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 shit that matters. Are you worried about your work? Are you worried about getting your fucking deadlines fulfilled? Are you worried about your car? Like all that bullshit that that literally doesn't matter to anybody, even the people that you're doing it for. Like what matters in that last 30 seconds? I don't know. But I'm terrified to think about it and put myself in that mindset because I don't know what I don't know. You know, do you, do you call for your parents maybe, even though we're adults, <laughs> but, but for real, like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's never too late to start over. It's never too late to start over. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't, well, don't be afraid because number one, we're, we don't be afraid of dying because you are going to die no matter what. And I would, I was only this morning, I was looking at Naomi, my wife, and like she was just kind of laying in the bed and I was thinking I'd much rather die at 45 doing something that was fucking right than waiting until I'm 70 doing nothing right. Don't draw out your life to do nothing because you're not, who are you helping? If you're not doing anything, you're not even helping yourself. (laughs) It's like laying down your life for somebody who matters. Like that's, that's fucking worth it. And that's one truth that I've taken away from my upbringing. Exactly. There are truths from even the most fucked up upbringings just you have to stick with the ones that matter i'm not going to give up the good ones that we that we were brought up with woof no it's totally it's totally (laughs) lighthearted 
was a heavy. That was a heavy. It was. was I'm sorry. Tangent. I. I Anytime I talk about Attack on Titan, you know I'm going down a dark, <laughs> dark route. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help uh, myself. Okay, well, I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah. Um, I hope that you guys um, are inspired by this shit. We're super inspired by it. Go watch Sacrifice uh, on Netflix. Darren Brown is a uh, genius. Yes. Rad human being. Um, All of his stuff is great, but this is particularly heavy and awesome and you should watch it and i think the point the point of all this is that if you don't feel something like this you're not pushing yourself far enough (laughs) because like especially if you're if you're a creative uh, or a musician or anything and if you're a creative musician i'm sure you already feel all this shit because we're sensitive as fuck but be like let yourself be free to go to the edge of of your emotions and let yourself cry a little bit. Like it's okay because life is hard. And Darren Brown's show, if, if you watch it, you're going to fucking cry because that shit is fucking heavy and it's okay because that is humanity. And and if you don't care about your own humanity, then, or, or humanity as a whole, then what do you care about? What is there? And if you prioritize something else other than your your own community and your own life or your own f- people, what is that thing that you prioritize? Because I don't think that you're prior- prioritizing the right things. Definitely go watch it. It's intense, but it's worth it. But it's incredible. It's literally incredible. Uh, it's very important. It is. It's important. That is the best description of that of that special. It, it is important. Uh, so that's it. Thank you for watching. Listening. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to Off the Record with Nick and Trey. Um, send us a, a voice message on Anchor on the app. We and, haven't gotten one, so you could be the first. And we yeah. will totally... Uh, talk about you yeah we'll we'll respond to your questions or your comments or your uh sweet little notes that you might leave us send us a meme or two yeah meme us through voice message describe it with your words (laughs) rickroll us if you want yeah you can rickroll us just send us a rickroll um we love you thank you so much and we'll uh we'll chat with you next week bye bye This is off the record, right?